The wheel of fate is turning. Rebel one, action! Well, he's nerdy news on East Leeds FM. You win perfect. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Wellies Nerdy News for um, the first show of 2023, isn't it, Michael? Hey, so yeah, it is. First show of 2023. Um, we might have a few new people this time as well, So, and especially New Year. Maybe you decided your New Year's resolution to listen to more amazing podcasts, hopefully ours. Hopefully ours indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you don't know what the show is, so we're a monthly gaming news um, show. Um, we, t- we talk about what we've been playing, the news that's been happening through the, um, the gaming landscape, which obviously was all through December. We talk all about that. And then what's coming up in the month of ahead, so that'll be the month of January. Um, mm. Before I knew that, we usually have a little bit of music. So if you're listening to the radio show version, you'll hear a bit of music now. If you listen to the podcast version, we obviously cut that music out um, for licensing reasons. But we're going to have a little bit of music now. And um, I'm going to get music from one of the games I've been playing. So one of the games I've been playing is the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion version. So there's an updated version of the PSP Classic game. And the sort of main theme of that is um, for that game is called Price of Freedom. So let's have a little bit of that music and then we'll be back talking about what we've been playing. And welcome back. Uh, again, that was the Price of Freedom from the Crisis Core soundtrack, because that's one of the games I've been playing, which I'm all happy to talk about, but I want to see, see what Michael's been playing over this. Um, well, it was the festive holiday period, wasn't it, recently? So anything, mm. an, any time spent into games this level last month? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did a, I did a few little things. Yeah, yeah, so I am still cracking on with God of War Ragnarok. I'm looking at... Something like just under 30 hours um, of my time logged. Still working my way through the campaign. Um, doing a lot of little side quests now. Um, like seeing a few of the other regions and stuff like that. A few of the other realms. Um, still ultimately having a good time. Um, uh, but yeah, it's kind of the same complaints as last time really, in terms of in terms of what issues I had. So uh, you know, puzzles being spoiled for me by the AI. Just going, oh, have you tried doing this? Like three seconds in. And um, I can't remember what the one is. Oh yeah, and also just just weird choice of voice actors for some of the characters. But apart from that, it's really it's really very good, and I'm having a blast playing it. Um, let me think. Is anything else I've so got recently? You're about thirty hours no. in. You feeling like you're getting to the end, wrapping it up now, or where I do you feel you in the game? I have no idea. I'd ask somebody who actually played it um, straight up, like, so, like, how far am I through? And the answer was, oh, you got about thirty percent left. I'm like, okay, yeah, right, so I've got. So maybe twenty hours, but you you're taking. People say it's about thirty-four hour games. So if you're doing side quests as well, I guess you know what I mean. It's, it, them hours add up, don't they? Yeah, it might be it might be a forty-hour experience at this point. But uh, yeah, I'll keep on keep on going. Um, so yeah, that's that's God of War Ragnarok still going through there, still having a blast. Um, so that's all pretty pretty good. Um, just trying to think of anything new that I've been playing. If anything, I've been going back to some old things. Like, um, for example, I've been playing a bit of Fortnite again on the PlayStation Five this time. Which eh, it's still Fortnite as you know, as you know it. Um, <clears throat> it's just I think with the PS Five, I've noticed it's, there's been definitely a graph, 
typical sort of uphaul in terms mm. of uh, your shadows, your lighting, especially with, I think it's definitely ray tracing implemented there in some in some fashion, but holding a nice 60 all the, all the same. And uh, yeah, I have been playing Fortnite, not for that, but more because there is the uh, Doom guy available as a um, as a character skin, but I've been working my way for, towards, I've been spending a lot of hours on that, and I have him now. I have everything Doom related in uh, Fortnite, so I can now put the controller down for a bit and move on to uh, some other games, maybe. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, I was like, did, have you been playing it just so you can get all that Doom stuff? I've played it to get the Doom stuff. Because I, like, I've also been doing the exact same thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Uh, Getting the Doom stuff while it's there, I'm going, cool, I don't really care about any of the other cosmetics. Uh, you know, I might get them as I play with my friends, maybe, every time we do like a gaming session together. But yeah. outside of that, I'm not too fussed. I've got what I wanted. After a couple of, a good few sessions of grinding, I've got what I, got what I want. And yeah, uh, and yeah uh, I will play Fortnite with my friends. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's those are the two games we've been playing recently, put a lot of time into. Um, what about yourself, Elliot? I see you've got quite a yeah. I've got a, of quite games a cornucopia of games actually. Just mm. just mm. had a few weeks off, so you know, I mean, that's been my thing. I've been I've been trying to finish some games for the sort of game of year discussion, which we'll have next month. So definitely check that out. That'll be our game of year discussions, mm. talking about what we've been enjoying. You know, it might not necessarily be the newest games, but it's definitely over the past twelve months, talking about what games we've played, enjoyed, and. Um, what we'd recommend and stuff but yeah um, to that end um, I did play a new game that came well it's a new old game I mentioned it earlier so Crisis Core Reunion this is the prequel Final Fantasy 7 game um, uh. starring Zach Fair um, that originally came out on the 10th anniversary of Final Fantasy 7 in 2007 for the PSP and mm. it's been stuck on that device for various different licensing reasons for God, over a decade now, of course, um, coming up to 15 years, yeah, it's been stuck on that device, but um, back in this year, and they went, hey, we're going to re-release Crisis Cart, and they've done an absolutely outstanding job in terms of oh, porting it over, um, yeah. <clears throat> rather than just being sort of a simple port with a bit of upresing, they've redone and retooled a lot of stuff, so obviously all the textures are completely redone, they're all stylized now to look like the Final Fantasy VII remake. So oh, it all wow. fits in line visually with that. So it looks very similar, mm. maybe a step or two down from Final Fantasy VII Remake. But if you were to import the models is, as background models in Final Fantasy VII Remake, you wouldn't be able to tell in all honesty. But like, well, yeah, it looks like it fits in. And then all the backgrounds and stuff now fit that, that remake as well. So um, sort of all the areas have a similar color palette and similar style, which is fabulous. The bigger change is, though, the combat system has been completely reworked. It's way faster, way more action-heavy now. The, the original Crisis Core back in the day, in 2007, was very action-heavy and compared to your turn-based Final Fantasy of the time. Mm. So the rework they've done with that is is really, really cool, and it feels like a modern game. Um, because I did watch a bit more, I watched a bit of footage of the old version of Crisis Core, and I was like, right, this did seem actually back in the day, especially for a PSP game. But then looking at it, I was like, it's pretty slow, and I reckon that'd be a slog to play through. But they've they've changed it all and adapted it all. Added a few tiny little mechanics in there, and how like characters play and the Buster Sword and stuff. Just a few tweaks and changes to make it mm. feel really modern. And it's at a point where you, you don't ever have to go back to that PSP version ever again. It, this is the version to play if you'd ever play Crisis Core again. You don't wow. ever need to go back. It's very much um, a step above. And I don't think it was a full retail price. I think it was $50 or your original equivalent. So it was right. slightly cheaper than a full re-release. Um, but for the price, for all the stuff they've done, I'd, I'd have paid full 60 or equivalent for it, for right. sure. So I'm I'm very impressed and very um, 
surprised by that. Been playing a few other older HD remasters as well, just on the on the sort of periphery. Um, not so much, but I've been playing a bit of the Serious Sam collection. Have you ever played any oh, nice. of the Serious Sam games before? No, uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm aware of them. I know kind of what their what their deal is and what they're going for. Yeah, very um, boomer shooter esque. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, just what I like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been playing a little bit of that and Turok HD as well. I uh, got the Turok HD mm, one and two. Mm. So I've been playing some older boomer shooters that have had HD ports and re reses and ups- upscales, and mm. they've been fine. And a bit of Diablo two Resurrection, um, which is a classic old school Blizzard game um, that they re released. Um, was it about last? I think it was last year, or maybe it was was this year. It might go into my game of the years discussion next year. Um, well, next month when we talk about it. Um, so this is the classic game Diablo Two for the PCs from like two thousand and one or nine. Was it ninety eight or two? It was around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I think no, it was about yeah. two. Th- yeah. It was the year two thousand exactly. Um, so yeah, they've upscaled that and they've redone all the textures as well on that game. Um, so they've re- instead of all this like very pixelated um, pre-rendered art, they've redone all the pre-rendered art and it looks really cool. Still a very simple game at heart, but a very, very fun, enjoyable, grindy game um, for sure. Mm. I need to put a bit more time in it to give it a bit more ideas. And it's been many years since I've last played Diablo 2, probably like 2003, I think, last time I played Diablo 2. So right, going right. back to this, I'm like, oh, how do I do this again? How do I play this? Um, so yeah, um, been playing some older games. You've been playing eight older games that um, um, you, you used to enjoy as a young young person. <laughs> as a young, as a young kid, yes, I have. Uh, in fact, um, for Christmas, someone gave me a Steam voucher, mm. and with that Steam voucher, I went ahead and got myself uh, the Dark Alliance PC ports, ah. available on Steam. So the Dark Alliance One and Two. So these are games from. 2001 and 2000 I'm going to guess 2003 respectively mm. for the PlayStation 2 it was released for that time it might have been on um, it might have been on Xbox and it might have been on GameCube but I can't confirm that or remember is that it kind of similar to Diablo 2 they're kind of top down sort of, slash, sort of like hack and slash games except I suppose Diablo 2 is more I guess it's more loot heavy although to be fair yeah. Dark Alliance does have does have a fair amount of loot that it sort of offers as well um, but yeah, it's interesting, really. The PC port is a very literal PC port, um, which I'm uh, so I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel like if I spent full price on those two games, I would be a bit disappointed, considering they're thirty pounds a pop. Um, because what they've done is they've taken the original game running at uh, got don't know forty p or something like that and they've upresed it to ten eighty but I'm noticing there's a few things here and there like a few texture clipping things like that when characters are moving and being animated which looks a bit interesting and then the upscaling to ten eighty p is quite is quite brutal like the the, the animations in the face look a bit derpy um in terms of how they managed to do it but in terms of gameplay that's why things get a bit even more weird um they haven't added online co-op which is disappointing but i wonder if it's because of the source code that to work with is quite limiting um but they still retain the offline co-op so one person uses mouse and keyboard the other person uses the controller which to be honest I think this game was very much designed with a controller in mind. Yeah, yeah. Using using mouse and keyboard is fine for the most part, but combat feels a bit weird. You have to point your mouse in the direction of the enemy and then left click. <laughs> but it's sort I know it sounds easy enough, but for some reason it just doesn't quite feel right. You, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm sort of aiming just slightly behind where the enemy is when I click. Or I have to aim slightly in front of where they will be by the time the blade comes down when I click. 
not like the when you got a controller and you just point it in the direction and then go. I don't know why. I don't know why this doesn't work. You're not able to just... plug in two controllers, or I mean that that's a possibility. I must I must say, but I haven't actually looked into that yet. All mm. I know is that out of the box, it's like, can I plug in mouse and keyboard and controller? Yes, I can. That could work. Yeah, but yeah. There's also potentially an option where you stream your game to someone, I guess, Correct. and you play it offline. Sort of. I know That's... there's some free experience on PC that you can do that with, so maybe look into that. I don't know. Yeah, that is the only way people have found that they can actually do um, online co-op is literally with remote play. So yeah, they, yeah. so, so you host a, you, I guess you host the game in remote play, and then um, someone joins you. Mm. on the local co-op via remote play. I think that's the only way people have managed to get it to work. Um but yeah, it's just a bit it's a bit it's a bit interesting. It's a bit interesting. At least the at least the controls are rebindable so you can do whatever you like. But uh yeah, it's I think if anything it's just um ah, just a, a nostalgia trip for me going back to when I was seven, maybe eight, something yeah. like that playing that game, you know, on PS two. That those are some there's some good times. There's some uh, some good times. So I'm looking forward to playing through uh, those two games with a couple of the characters uh, fairly shortly. Yeah, great stuff. I'm yeah, God, I I, I used to love the second game, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate Dark Lions too. Um, mm. No, I don't have much of an input on the first game, but I do remember playing playing that with some high school friends and sort of um, primary school friends back in the day. On, yeah, doing that co- sort of couch corp stuff, which was absolutely fabulous. I've been going a little bit back to my youth as well, playing um, some old Gears of War games because um, <laughs> I got the Xbox Game Pass and all the Gears games are of course on there. So I've I finished up Gears of War 3, which is a game I, I did play when that originally came out, but I don't think I ever finished it. I've been seeing some of the story points going through it again, going, I kind of remember that, but not 100%. But I have been playing Gears of War Judgment, which is a Gears of War game I never did play. I do have a physical copy of it, because I got it for like a pound in a bargain bin. I was like, oh, I'll play that on my Xbox 360 one day, and I never did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, Gears of War 4, I'm starting to play that now. That's the sort of the brand new cast of characters in the Gears of War universe with like some of the older characters, of, some of the returning characters being really old and stuff. It's like 25 years ahead um they're fine i mean they very much are gears of war again but i can see that formula that formula has very much been and gone and it's um the games haven't really evolved with it they're stuck to that formula which some people won't say is necessarily a bad thing but it's if they were to like never make another gears of war game or maybe give it a break for another for 25 years or so i'd be happy with that anyway i think i felt like it's gears of war 4 if this had came out in like 15 years time this would be brilliant, you know what I mean? It's a brand new set of characters and it fits sort of canonically with the time rather than they've skipped they've skipped 25 years ahead when it's only in real time been three or four years since the last Gears of War game. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, and it would be way more fresh, I feel, but um, just playing it now, it just feels... Or maybe just I've been playing that many Gears of War games back to back. It doesn't feel very fresh and I'm, um, I want to maybe finish four and then give it a little break and then go to five, I think. Um, right. But there were definitely games I, I, I wanted to play, and I just, but I've just never had an Xbox, so I've been willing to um, mm. try and play them on the PC <laughs> at any point. Mm, mm. So they've just been sitting there, and I was like, okay, right, I've got a few weeks off, and they're only, what, six to ten hours a piece, you know, and they're not super long games. And I'm not I'm not playing, like, the hard mode on the multiplayer stuff. I'm just getting through these campaigns just to see, just to get the sort of the narrative gist of what was happening and stuff. Um, um, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of these new casts as well. They're all very like almost like you can tell it's a little influenced by the sort of the times of the sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff where everyone's very jerky and has to pop jokes every thirty seconds. Even though you know uh, when you're cutting people in half with chainsaws, but you know 
<laughs> it's like this world ending stuff happening but no we've got to make the main character's got to make a joke every 30 seconds and stuff so right, right. <laughs> i've been um been playing that um speaking of jokes actually i've um on another game that came out on game pass last month was high on life do you know about this game yeah, I do. It's the first person shooter by Justin. It's Justin Roiland. Yeah, it's, it's Justin Roiland Studio, it. the guy mm. who um, does the Rick and Morty stuff. Um, mm. Not something mm. I'm a massive fan of, but I did like the studio's previous game, which did have somewhat Rick and Morty humor, which was called um, um, Trover Saves the Universe. That was a VR mm. game. Mm. Where you played as a, uh, a character called a, I think I talked about it in the show called a chairopian, and you're basically a character who's stuck in a chair with a controller in front of him, like you are mm. in real life, um, yeah. um, and you control a guy called Trover, and you, you know you help him out and stuff, and you save the universe basically. And I did find that humor a little bit more interesting than this. Um, going to this, it's a little bit more Rick and Morty humor. It's harder to exp- it's hard to explain why, but. It's, you know, like Rick and Morty, where it's just, they need to tell a thousand jokes a second, and they just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking, and then one of the mm. jokes hits. It very much does the exact same thing on this game. Like, the game will never shut up and give you a breather. <laughs> it felt like in that, um, in the, um, in the Trove City Universe, it'd shut up and it'd show you something, but this just keeps talking to you, talking to you. But the, your gun that shoots, your guns that shoot you, they have faces on them and they talk to you. So you have mm. a face in front of you at all times talking to you. And it just gets really long in the tooth. There is a few jokes in this game that really got me. Um, there's one joke I did laugh so hard I, I was lightheaded at. There was one joke that, that was the second to final boss. Second to final boss does something very very cool. I won't spoil it for people at home, but if you get to that bit and you see what the boss does, um, I, I was laughing. It's well worth it. I'll, I might show you it, Pollock, if you're not interested in playing the game. It's um, it's pretty clever. It's pretty clever. Um, right. And then the other big thing I did like of the game is, do you know what Red Letter Media is? Um, it rings a bell, actually. So Red Letter Media are the guys who review movies on YouTube, and they ah, just sit yes. in front of stuff, and they're... Um, they've done some really good videos actually recently on YouTube, um, and they've got they've got some voice roles in the game. You can actually spawn in a cinema, and you can sit down and watch a um, a really terrible B movie with them, and they'll do live commentary as aliens over the entire movie. This an hour and a half movie you can sit down and watch, which is like so really co- really cool and really clever. I thought, um, so I I've really really been. Um, yeah, I really did enjoy that bit, but I, fi- I finished that game and overall very hit and miss. I mean, I do feel like the other game was good, um, but I, I don't know if they made another game. I'd have to be really convinced next time, I think, to play another game by that studio. It'd have, they'd have to show me something really cool or really special. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to like, oh, I don't think I can do this sort of humour again, at least for mm. a while or so. But yeah that's one of the bigger games that came out last month that i did finish um you play any big games um over the past month that came out or has it all been old school games for you or it's it's been mostly old school games i've dabbled in the in bits of Wolfenstein 2 newcastle on my pc when i've been on mm. the pc and um i have with my uh girlfriend we've worked through um until dawn just yeah. recently again on the ps ps1 ps5 um you play that game must it must be once a year i think is it like a it's almost like a halloween treat for you uh i play it occasionally yeah, yeah. um and i kind of actually playing it again i actually thought to myself you know what actually this isn't as bad as i remember it being right like in terms of like in terms of the characters sure they're all kind of annoying and you know kind of annoying like teenagers but like 
it actually isn't too bad. Actually, it's actually kind of fun and silly to like to sort of play. And I think most of the fun this time came from me kind of knowing where the choices would lead, and just sort of watching someone else play it sort of blind and mm. go through like all. All I was doing was doing the button prompts and uh, making, and yeah, they would make decisions, and uh, and I would go ahead and make those decisions happen on the screen on the screen for her, and uh, we just saw how that story unfolded. Uh, did very well. She only managed to, I think, two of the characters died <laughs> that, that, that you could have saved. So that's that's pretty good going. That's pretty good going for you for the first playthrough. Um, I tell you what, I really like actually going back to it. I really liked the uh, don't move mechanic. I think oh, it's well, you have to hold a bit the uh, dual shot controller still. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really that makes it things really stressful. I mean, you can cheat, cheese it when you, if you know when it's Just coming. Put it down on, yeah. yeah, you put it <laughs> down the table and therefore it bypasses it. But honestly, it's it's way more fun and stressful like actually holding onto it and trying just not to move, especially when it gets later on and they mm. increase the sensitivity, increase sensitivity crazy high, so that you know it's a controller slowly moving. You're like, what do I do? Do I just hold still <laughs> or do I try and counteract this without me without moving it that much? It just yeah, it's uh, it's re- it's pretty it's pretty good actually. I actually forgot how much I liked it. Um, and we just started, literally just last night, we've just only just started playing The Wolf Among Us again. Um, so, again, same thing. I am seeing the choices that she makes and seeing how that unfolds. So we got for the most of episode one yesterday. And uh, I look forward to the finish off the rest of the season. Hopefully in time for the release of the second, second season. which is supposed to come out, yeah, this year at some point, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, mm-hmm. Indeed, that yeah. is the plan. So them adventure games are working sort of as a co-op partner thing for you then? Oh yeah, yeah. So in terms of our control the characters and she makes the decisions and the choices, and we sort of see how they how how they work out. Um, I think it was working really well. It's working really nice. I think having a lot of fun with it. Brilliant. Yeah, sort of my last lot of games are the games that come come out over the past year now. So I've been working my way through a few games so I can talk about them for the game of year discussion. Um, so that was actually I'm just just. I was at home after just before recording this. I've been playing some Ghostwire Tokyo. So that's Tango Games Works, the guys who did Evil Within. Um, it's their it's their newish game. It obviously came out about six, seven months, eight months ago. Or so I think it was like Mayish. Um, I, got, I, right. I managed to get a cheap copy of it, so I was like, okay, right, I'll play it and stuff. Um, mm, this is mm. a very bog standard sort of open world formula game. You, know, you have your, your sort of, I won't say climbable towers, but you have your little bullet points and your collectibles hidden about all over the map. Very much your Assassin's Creedy stuff. Um, nothing too great there. The really cool stuff, though, is the actual open world itself and the combat mechanics. So right. the, the open world itself is it's based off Shibuya in Tokyo, and it's mm. it's actually modelled pretty well, and it's it's level geometries, you know what I mean? It's got different height buildings and stuff and like very small alleyways and very open spaces and stuff. It very it feels like a real lived in city, which I feel like a lot of games, even with like this this game doesn't have any NPCs in it because they've all been taken away by this these ghostly entities. Uh, the mm. only things that there are enemies and dogs and cats. <laughs> um, right, um, right. So but it does feel like a lived in city, you know what I mean? There is stuff all about, you know what I mean? There's the right amount of cars about and stuff and there's construction happening all over the place and this and that and it's it feels like a real city. It feels like a real, you know, a place you could actually go visit in real life. Because, well, you could, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, then the other thing is obviously this game is about um, these sort of yokai entities, demon entities that have been coming, have come and um, abducted people in in Tokyo, and um, you're facing off against them. But how you face off against them is not you're not shooting guns and stuff. You're doing magic spells. 
So your main yeah. combat is you've got like a wind spell, you've got a water spell, you've got a fire spell. Okay. Then you've got like special, like special, like you've got a bow and arrow. And then you have, that's the most traditional you get is a bow and arrow in terms of like a first person shooter game. That's mm-hmm. the traditional as it gets. And then you have like special um, sort of seals that you can throw down that, that, I mean, that stun them and whatnot. Um, right. Okay. And how you play it is, you know what I mean? Headshots don't really matter uh, unless you're trying to get them with bows for instant kills. You have to try and shoot mainly at their chest where their sort of like weak point is. And you've got mm-hmm. to expose that. And once you expose that weak point, you have to go right close to them. or use a special distance tool to absorb their cores to destroy them. So you can do enough right. damage to them, but unless you destroy their cores, they don't really go down. They'll, you know what I mean? They'll heal back up their cores and stuff. And right. it's, it's really quite unique in that way. I've I mean, I love my first-person sort of exploration games to some degree, but they're all very much the same. I mean, you've played a Far Cry, you've played them all, you know what I mean, sort of thing. So having that sort of little bit of uniqueness to it and a little bit of horror stuff here and there when you go inside certain buildings, it does make it stand out a little bit. Um, Whether it does make my top ten of the year, that'll depend. Um, But speaking of horror, I did play the Callisto Protocol and finish it. Um, I really quite like this game. I'm definitely in the minority, that's the case, because... I know a lot of people have been saying it's not so great. I've heard some reviews that you know, I mean, really dog it, and I've not understood why. Um, a lot of people saying these sort of the combat mechanics are a bit um, unwieldy, and I have to mm. massively disagree with that. It feels like you know you've got a, it's, a, it's mainly a melee based combat game with a bit of shooting here and there, and the sort of things people saying it feels stiff and unresponsive, and I totally disagree. Um, you know, and I, I felt it very, very smooth and very slick, and I felt like I always had control of my character at any point. You know, I, mean? um, I think people are struggling with this game because it's it doesn't hold your hands in terms of the combat. You you get hit two or three times, you're dead. You have to dodge every single attack pretty much, and there's no way. The only way you can read the enemy is by watching their movements and their attack patterns. You can't. Yeah. You, know, you don't get big flashing red lights saying they're attacking to the left. You've got to dodge to the right. You've got to do it. You've just got to simply do it, and then you've got to counter with a melee attack or be aggressive. Use some of your resources, your bullets, depending if you're struggling or not. And I think for a lot of people, they've just not understood that really well. Um, the comp- other complaints people have been having with the game is um, you have to do a lot of like crawling in tight spaces and stuff, and like trans tra- um, traversal stuff where you, I mean, you you got to crawl into a vent, you got to slide, you got to shimmy across a wall. And I do mm. understand that complaint to some degree. Um, I feel like God of War did that. The new one's probably done that just as much, but it's not getting nearly as much um, as dogging from it from most people. Um, but this, it somewhat makes sense if you're going behind like pipes. In what I mean, you're going that into the water system. Of course, you know, and you're trying to escape a prison. Prisons don't have a lot of space and stuff, and you're trying to escape it. Um, and it does, and it does happen more when you're doing that sort of prison escape stuff rather than the sort of open area stuff. So. That complaint, I do get, and it's definitely to hide some of the loading from the older consoles, no doubt. Um, but I don't know if I understand that one as much. But I really love the game. The visual design in the game and the monster design is doing top notch. Some are best in class. Um, yeah. If you, if you like, you know, I mean, scary, creepy, freakish monsters, this game is you know, one to definitely check out. Um, and it's also like not a super long game. It's like six to ten hours maybe give or take which is just mm. the right amount of length for me for that sort of that sort of first person horror game for myself any longer because mm. outstates welcome um but i've been enjoying that and it'll definitely come up as a content at some point in the game of your discussion whether it's you know, i mean fifth or tenth or whatever um yeah and again i i i i like it a lot uh maybe it's not for that, everyone else but that, yeah that's that's so interesting because I, i'm very much from what i've seen yeah 
I am on the other side. I I, I, uh. I look at I, I look at the the combat and I see it as I don't know. It's, it seems a bit weird how it's like hold on the button and then you sort of dodge. It's like wait what? Yeah. what no, do you, you don't hold, hold any buttons button to dodge. dodge. You just you just press the direction you're aiming it for. Or you hold back to block it and stuff. And yeah, um, then why 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 block? We've got this guy do damage anyway. So you, yeah. you, your only option is to dodge out the way, yeah. which is literally just dodge in any direction. Uh, and so I don't know. People have been playing that. It's kind of it's it's boring because it's just like you just go dodge this way, dodge this way, hits, and then wait for them to attack. Dodge, hit, hit, yeah. boom, job done. But then when they get into the, those big arenas where they got multiple people on them, because the animation locks you into one on one encounter, then you get the other gang of people to sort of pile on, and it just feels a bit sort of like okay, this just, yeah. just generally feels frustrating. So that's supposedly I, I, I dis- yeah. I totally disagree with that. You know, I mean, if you're doing multiple encounters, you're going to pull out your shotgun and shoot, shoot as many of them as possible and stuff. And I always ah. felt like I, you know, I was I was using my resources to deal with the larger encounters in the correct way and stuff. And you know, if you, if you're gonna one v one someone, you know, in, in in a real fight as well, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna lock onto them and fight them. But if some other people are coming, <laughs> you're gonna have to need you need something else to back you up. You're not gonna be able to punch multiple people at the same time. <laughs> yes, but it's it, it, but, okay, but yeah. it's it's. First off, you don't have a shotgun at the start of the game, so you just yeah, you, yeah. you just get completely wailed on. Secondly, the camera does not help. Like if you're gonna have multiple enemies around you, what makes it nice and easy is that or or fair is that okay, someone's gonna go from here so I can actually dodge that and then move here. Like yada 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 yada. It's it's um yeah, so it's it's interesting how how we've come to different conclusions. But yeah. when I look at I've never I, I didn't have that problem at all. I always felt I was in control and I was controlling the situation well. Yeah. So. What I, what I would also say as well is that PS5 might be stable, but my goodness, on the PC, it's it's awful. That the, mm. the, the performance is dreadful, even on high grade, you know, hardware. It's poorly optimized for PC. You're getting stuttering yeah. all over the shop, and that's probably where this responsiveness is is falling apart because people are pressing the button. But obviously, it stutters, and then they get clobbered, and then they die, and they go, "Oh, great, okay." And then there's been lots of hard crashing as well. Um, but you know, I mean, the things yeah, I can yeah. probably agree with you on quite easily are that yes, it does look very good oh, for, God, yeah. for 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 the Unreal Engine. They've done a very good job of it. The animations are very. You see, like the paws of sweat coming off like the characters' heads and stuff when you, you they've can. been climbing yeah. to like the warm space and stuff, which is insane. Yeah, yeah there's great visual cloud depth and detail there, and the executions when your character dies are, are <laughs> you know they're, 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 brut- they're as brutal as you want them to be yeah uh, as someone who you know like dead space in the in regards of if you die you die horribly so try not to die as best well, as you can so brutal as, as like, the horror. If, mm. you know I mean, some of the monsters will obviously just tear you apart they'll actually like stomp your skull in and you'll see the defamation on your skull and stuff and it's horrifying <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, really horrifying. They've done an excellent job of making it horrifyingly gory and violent. So, so much so that I think I believe Japan have like um, just not are not not yeah, selling it because it, it's, uh, yeah, it's been it. censored. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, they've done they've done well in that respect. Respect, but I've got when I've looked at all these other reviews, I've gone no, this isn't this. Is, I, I don't mm. know if this is really for me. I'm not going to put my money into this. Um, but it's interesting how we how we how we come to this different opinions there. Yeah, no, it's it's I I I've not understand it hundred percent, but maybe it is. You know, I think the main probably thing is people have been playing on PC. That's probably where they got most people got the codes for, I imagine. But on the PS Five, it's totally fine, and I think I think it's a fabulous game. Um, not definitely not going to be the top game. I don't think of the year, but it's you know, it's 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 top ten somewhere, I imagine. Um, but we'll talk about that next month. And uh, mm. sort of the final game I've been playing that's come out um, is a VR game called Boneworks. Works. 
This is a ah, sequel nice. to the game called Bone Labs. Sort of a PC-only mm-hmm. game, but this has come out for the Oculus and stuff now. Nice, nice. It's hard to even call it a game. It's more like a sort of a test bed for mod support and stuff. It's a There's an actual campaign you can play through, and it's just like you're playing silly environments that don't make sense. Like you're in a medieval environment in one space, and you're in a sci-fi environment in the other space. And it seems like there's a sort of a background narrative if you're stuck in sort of a simulation of some sorts. Um, but the fun bit is just obviously you've got all this sort of physics interactions and stuff. So like I can grab the head of a skeleton, and I can bash him against the wall, and I can start smashing a a, um, a mug into the side of his head, and then he just gets destroyed and stuff. And it's just fairly silly stuff like that. And there's also like um, head crab enemies, and like they'll jump at you, but you can grab both hands, and you can grab them mid- midair, and then throw them away and stuff. And very silly physics interactions, which have been fun. Um, so yeah, it's more of a tool set than anything else, but um, I, I like being a bit silly in that game. Um, um, but as I will say, the game it has a very dark opening section, like very, very dark. Um, I won't spoil it for yeah. people, but if um, certain things bother you, maybe don't play that game because um, huh. it's very dark. <laughs> but yeah, that's all, that's all the games I've been playing. I think that's all you've been playing, Michael. Is there anything hmm. else you'd like to bring up before we move on? Or um. I'm probably going to say this, and this is a controversial point because I've literally just remembered. Um, I bought myself a copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 for ah. the PS4 at CEX over Christmas period because it was there for £12.99. And I thought to myself, I am never going to see it that cheap on PC. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of waiting for Activision to drop the price because they never will. They make too much money from my cash cow. So it's fine. I just won't give them my money. I'll give CEX some money anyway. So... Um, yeah, I grabbed it, not expecting much. Um, first impressions, it's a pain to actually install, you know, play a campaign. You've got to download, um, what is it, you got to download Warzone for some reason. And then it goes, oh, actually, sorry, do you want to actually play the game you actually put in? Okay, that's fine. You just have to wait another few hours whilst you download, you know, the campaign, the multiplayer, the spec ops. I'm like, what? I-, I wanted to play this. Okay, fine. I wanted to play this game. I didn't want to play Warzone, but okay, that's fine. Just take up 150 gigs. You know, it's not like I needed it. <laughs> That's that's fine. So, you know, I couldn't play the game immediately. I had to wait hours before I could actually play the damn thing. But then, yeah, once um, once it downloaded and installed, actually, campaign's pretty good. Mm. I actually quite enjoyed it. I think there's some levels that generally stood out and that I can remember quite well because of how they sort of played around with like the shooting mechanics or the way they sort of it sort of changed up in some levels levels. I mean there's some ones where it's literally just yeah shoot all the bad guys, the you know, classic Call of Duty style, but then there's a few where it kind of stands out like clear clearing houses and rooms and stuff feels great. The moment to moment gameplay where you've got to try and determine, okay, is this person armed or are they not? And then take the shot is satisfying, really satisfying. As is um some other stealth stuff like there's a bit where there's a level I can remember where it's kind of kind of opens up because right you can tackle this in whatever order you like, kind of like one of the levels in the visual Call of Duty games I suppose. But like where it's like here your objective is clear them in whatever order you like, and you can like crawl around in the dark, shoot out lights, and take people out slowly bits by bit to investigate these little areas of the town. Mm. That was really cool. That stuck out. There's all sort of there's all sorts of little moments like that that sort of stick out on their own. Story can't remember honestly. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a very it's a very it's a very forgettable just Russian Russian bad Russia bad Russian awful did all the atrocities in the, in the middle east in this fake country which is absolutely not afghanistan and um <laughs> legally and distinct. yeah and i'm just sort of like and i'm just sort of like going okay sure and then, and then there's just again i kind of i kind of i just don't remember the story i was i, I remember it being very much like again they're trying to get like 
It's just, does this shock you, yeah? Are you shocked when the, the, when the gameplay itself is better? It's funny enough, someone did a review of it and they said that it kind of pulls all the punches where a game called Spec Ops Line didn't. Yeah. Where, it, where in that, when in that, in that video review, he sort of mentions that Spec Ops Line is a game where the gameplay is kind of trash and boring, but the story's really, really good. And I feel like Modern Warfare is the opposite. The gameplay is excellent. The moment-to-moment gameplay is excellent. It's stressful. It's tense. And there's, there's like so many levels that stand out because of what they sort of what sort of mechanics they pull off. But then the story, I I don't I can't remember to be honest with you. I I I went around the world tra- trying to find this evil bad guy dude because he was bad and Russian. Um, but I I generally can't remember anything else. But yeah, the gameplay really stands out. So. And then you know did what? you trade him for an NWA player? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, people, got a bit political there. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're all right. Um, but yeah, actually, yeah, I'm generally quite pleasantly surprised. I'm like, okay, that was actually enjoyable. I might even give multiplayer a try later on, later yeah. on if I got some free time. But before I do that, I've got other games I need to get through. So obviously, it's not my, it's not high on my no, studios. But, but to be fair. It was quite good. It's the first COD game I've actually enjoyed in some years. So well done, Call of Duty. Uh, and, and it feels bad to say that because I know it's like everyone. It's it's cool to hate on Call of Duty. I get it. It's a really tired yeah. old franchise. It should have died years ago. But I'll give it this: that game was at, the story, at least that I can confirm. It's actually quite good. But well, the game, the story campaign was good. The story itself was boring and just. Sort of, generic but the game itself is actually quite fun and i'll leave it at that that, that has been uh the games i've been playing the last month brilliant awesome right we're gonna have a little uh, bit more music now and then we're gonna move on um so obviously last month um during the news some stuff like got announced at the game awards and um, we'll talk about it later but um i've got death stranding 2 got announced so i'm gonna play a bit of music from the death stranding soundtrack so this is churches and their song called death stranding so enjoy mm. If you listen to the radio version, of course, if you listen to the podcast version, we'll just sleep. It'll appear like we've just disappeared and come back. And welcome back. Oh, if you're listening to the podcast version, we didn't go anywhere. We're right here. Whoa. <laughs> it's going to be tripping. like magic, the magic of editing. Um, but yeah, we're back. Um, we're talking about now we've gone over the games we've been playing for the past month or so over the holy festive period. Uh, and we're now going to go over the um, news of December. Um, before any of that, though, Michael, we usually start off with the PES Plus Essential and games with gold games. Do you want to tell everyone at home what they can get um, if they have a subscription to these um, subscriptions? <laughs> what games they might be able to get so PlayStation Plus are doing an interesting job this this month they've done they've got one pretty you know pretty exciting game ready for these which I've only just got on the PC myself they have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for the PS5 and PS4 which will be made available in January possibly it's a sneaky decision because we've got the sequel coming out later this year dare mm. I say yeah it got the release it got announced March um and the Games Award news, so uh, yeah, very soon. Oh yes, very soon, very soon indeed. So that is available this month for PS Plus users, as well as Axiom Verge 2 for, again, PS4 Woo. and PS5. This is, um, I've seen uh, a very gl- a very brief um, sort of YouTube trailer of this one. Looks like a very much side-scrolling, dare I say, Metroidvania. Yeah. Wally, would you agree? Well, yeah, that's yeah, all Metroidvania. Mm, Metroidvania style. Uh, 
sort of platformer so that looks pretty cool isn't it about um see so your scientist and you end up sort of being warped like an alien planet is that something like yeah like so i played like the first game like... and the first game mm. was made by one guy thomas hap i think he's called i think his studio's right. called like thomas hap studios or something i don't know if he's just him or if he got some extra people work on this one but he's brought it out very relatively quickly um he's mm. been on my list of play and it did come out technically this year so i need to try and get round to it for by end of month um, and the first game was really cool, so I definitely recommend. And again, you can just add them to your subscription. You don't have to download them. But yeah, it's for PS4 and PS5. And then what's the final game, I guess? Final game is uh, Fallout 76. <laughs> we'll oh, leave that there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went um, I went from um, sort of best to sort of... sort of. Listen, it's it's Fallout 76. I mean, if you haven't heard of a, of a disastrous Take launch of Fallout 76... Yeah, yeah. Roads. If you haven't heard of the disaster that was um, back in 20... Oh, damn. Was it 2017? Or was it 2018? Oh, I think, like, 2018. It might what? be 2018, 2018, I think. Maybe early 2019. I don't know. Time is becoming relevant to me now. <laughs> it's all fading yeah. into one as I get older. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, so Fallout 76 was a bit of a nightmare when it first launched. It's probably it's probably better now, but, but there you go. It's it's available if you ever want to check it out as a as like an online. I got um, a physical copy for a fiver about two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, those are your PlayStation Plus monthly games for January. Uh, and on games of gold, we've gone for some very um, very much indie titles here. We have Iris Falls or Iris Falls, sorry. And a game called Autonaut, Autonauts, which I've looked mm. at the trailer for Autonauts and realised, ooh, that's kind of my nightmare. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a crafting sort of survival game, except you then or you then automate like AI robots to do things <laughs> for you. And I'm sort of there going, can you uh, make and, it re- uh, really interesting, creepy, weird art? <laughs> it just um, it just sort of creeps me out a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, having fun whilst automating. It's like. This sounds like a ruse. It's like how it's it's, it's just like trick. We got yeah. This is really just a, a simulation game. This is where you learn how to automate, you know, AI and stuff. It's like oh okay, but no, it's 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 not. Apparently, it won some um won some gaming awards in. I think it's like I think it was an indie game from Scotland of all, of all oh. places. So so it won a few a few awards there, and it's highly rated in some in some publications. Uh, as well during the trailer uh so it's kind of an interesting sort of i guess like creative sort of survival game with a bit of kind of you know a bit of um a unique twist on things but it's it doesn't have me but fair enough if it's if it's more your cup of tea or you fancy some indie games and games of god is probably for you just january yeah well thank you for that michael for breaking down all them games and again i'd love to play axiom verge 2 so i'm gonna have to put that i've downloaded that and i'm gonna have to play that at some point in the next month or two um but yeah let's move on to should we move on to the game award news or do you want to move on to the sort of general news i think should we do the game awards because that happened almost a month ago now sure thing that was like uh, that was just after our last show so it was uh, yeah yeah we didn't have a chance to put it in our show but it was the weekend or two afterwards, but we do want to talk about it still because there was some really big announcements, some really cool stuff that happened. It certainly was. I guess I want to get your first thoughts on the show. What did you feel about the show this year? Um, okay, so my my thoughts on the show. Uh, God of War hoovered up almost every awards under the sun, which I feel mixed on uh, in terms of what did it take. It took, it took best art direction, best audio design. It took best soundtrack. It took best... 
action adventure game. It took it took or something like that. It took a lot of awards. Yeah. Oh yeah, best performance. Sorry, it took that as well. It definitely took best performance because we yes. watched an eight minutes an eight oh, minute long goodness. Um, acceptance his, speech. His, <laughs> his speech went on for far <laughs> too long. I was wondering what was in the music. And I thought to myself, like, you know, that's quite a nice subtle way of going. You've been on there, mate, for. Like Ages. Yeah, come just fade up the music. Come on, come on, buddy. Off you go. Come on, off you go. Off you go. Um, so, yes, hoovered up the awards. I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed that um, that best art direction was just stolen from Scorn. I thought really they they've worked mm. so hard in my game to get that art direction. It looks probably weird. I imagine not um, a lot of people played Scorn though because it is that way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's certainly it's a, it's certainly is a, uh, a, str- a strange um, game in its design and definitely unique in how it looks and it's very dis- it's disappointing for me to see it lose out but end of the day okay I mean God of War's is is isn't shaffy by any by any, any any line of reasoning but uh, but yeah so there you go um, Elden Ring won Game of the Year which was and it won was... Best Direction as well not Art Direction but Best Direction so ah well that's good I'm I'm glad it got a few a few awards and I'm glad it also won Game of the Year. Um, I thought it was just, as much as I'm not a, a, a Souls um, Souls like person, I don't enjoy they get those games. But fair enough, I know a lot of people do, and I've heard very good things about Elden Ring in terms mm-hmm. of what it does with that form and then how it sort of elevates it even further. So it's all that's all it's all fair play, you know, and uh, very happy to see that. Um, what was the last thing I wanted to mention about the game awards? Would, would um, you like to I, dedicate it to Bill Clinton by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> You're offered yeah, that, by Bill that, Clinton. That, that, that ending was quite a weird one. You, you got the you got the speech from Elden Elder Ring, which was you know which was nice and you know it felt good and felt reasonable. And then they're closing off the game awards, and then suddenly you got a, a kid manages to sneak onto the mic and just say something like, I want to nominate Bill Clinton or something like that. Yeah, I want Before to dedicate getting... this award to my Orthodox um, Jewish rabbi, Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's... that's, that's I presume he found that really funny and his mates probably thought that was a great idea, but it left everyone else very confused. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone was very confused at the time, like... Who? Who's this? I think I think the looks on the on the guys from From Software's face was was interesting. As they just look look at look, it's like who who who's this? Yeah, like, this is this isn't one of us. And then obviously uh, as the camera like pans outwards, you can just see all the security stuff going no, and it's like yeah, like, 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 stage. V- yeah, Bush stage and version this on this kid and just take him away and put him into custody. But that was a very strange way to end it. Um, I, was, I saw a bunch of memes before that. I got to that point in the game awards. I was like okay, and then I got to the I got to the ending. I thought oh. Oh, that's you, that's you skipped it, weird. didn't you? And then I dropped your message. Said, "Did you see the ending?" And <laughs> you had to go back to it, which was which was pretty yeah. funny. I, was like, I imagine hey, a lot of people would have tuned out by then as well. Like, oh, yeah, I'm done. You know what I mean? Especially for us when yeah. I watched it live, it was like four a.m. or something. So mm. surprised mm. I didn't miss it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have gone way worse. You know what I mean? You could have had a gun or anything and could have shot. Oh something, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> kind of showed a massive flaw in the in the security there. But yeah, I mean, it, I guess that's good in some way it means that it's going to be stronger next year in case like those more serious events happen yeah. but yeah the way that kids sort of snuck in um off off stage without, without any sort of like yeah, any sort of crowd control or anything like that it's kind of interesting mm. uh really see it so it sort of, sort of happened um apart from that what did i think of game that was, awards so that was that's overall there was um should we move on to the news because there's some news that happened didn't there during the game awards so like announcements and all sorts yeah yeah, yeah we want some of that um so what was what was your biggest takeaway? Your the biggest announcement you saw? You were quite quite impre- impressed or surprised by? 
Um, well, I was I was quite interested to see that From Software aren't working on a, another Souls-like. Mm. Know, I think that, that's, bread, that's their bread and butter. So when they announced like an Armored Core game, uh, yeah. like a mech combat one, I thought, that's interesting. I wonder how they're going to be treating uh, treating this game uh, when, they, when they sort of did their... I know, they're going to be treating it with a massive budget <laughs> compared to the last few <laughs> Armored Core games. <laughs> they have a massive budget because of all the Souls. Well, that's, if, if, if that CGI trailer is anything to go by, I'm sure they've got... I'm sure they got the the, the budget from that mm. one, one way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was that was pretty pretty interesting to see. What which one was the biggest hit for you? Do you think? Um, obviously, Death Stranding Two was a massive hit. You know, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting a sequel to that game. I don't think it needs a sequel. Um, it's yeah. cool that it has. That's for sure. And got some interesting stuff going on in it. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. not surprising. It's a Kojima game. No, very cool art surprising. styles and very cool stuff happening. You know? Yeah. Um, kind of like, as, as I said, when I saw the original um, Death Stranding trailers, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's a Kojima trailer. Um, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was really cool. I think that's, for me, that was a, obviously a massive hit as a big um, Kojima and Metal Gear Death Stranding fan. So mm. really cool. About it. Anything mm. else that you fancy that you were like, eh, I didn't expect that or something you were really happy about? There were there were a couple of games that I really liked the look of, which I've, mm. I've made a list of. Unfortunately, I put them down somewhere sort of out of, out of reach, which is a bit awkward for this segment. But there were some pretty cool new um, releases that I, I kind of liked. There was um, a very survival horror sort of game with like a third person camera perspective, kind of fixed, very very kind of Resident Evil vibes from it. Oh yeah, which, I didn't put that one down. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, which looked. Pretty looks pretty cool. Um, I will just bear with me whilst I go get the name for you because I do. No worries, I can, I can talk about a few of the sort of not as large games that I was interested in that seemed cool. Um, so uh, well, I'm say it's not a large game, but obviously, when you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Jedi Survivor got a trailer with release date of March. March is going to be a busy month, but I think that game will do pretty well for then. So, that's the um, the previous game that we mentioned that's actually on PS Plus, that's the Jedi Fallen Order sequel game. Mm. Um, that had a cool trailer for it. Um, tech, we've got to see a bit of new Tekken 8 gameplay. June seems to yep. be a character that's happening in it. Um, yep. Horizon Freedom West is getting a show called Burning DLC, which comes out on my birthday. I don't think I care <laughs> enough to go back to Horizon. Um, yeah. Apparently Horizon was my most played game last year. I don't know how. You know, I, mean, I didn't even enjoy it that much. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I did a little. I did a little th- a chart thing, and it told me that that was. Uh, it's called a PlayStation wrap up. You know what I mean, like the Spotify wrap ups. And PlayStation said that was like the game I played the most last year somehow. Well, I've I've also funny enough I've just dreamed that. Um, music break i've done my playstation wrap-up of 2022 we'll talk about that in a bit then (laughs) but we'll talk about that in a bit but um but yes uh you mentioned yeah forbidden west burning shores dlc yes set in set in uh set oh where is it hollywood basically yeah yeah. uh in in the in the post apocalypse with dinosaurs and stuff which looks pretty cool um i've just found the name of that game by post trauma oh yes is 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 the game that well i looked at that with a trailer sort of premiered i thought myself like that's a cool looking game i'm gonna make i'm gonna keep my eye on that one but looks that's got that sort of old school was the evil fixed camera sort of vibe but also looking quite dark and just like a intriguing sort of survival horror if it's going to be survival horror, it might just be a horror experience. But 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 yeah, it looks pretty looks pretty good. It looks pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you think to Ken Levine's latest game, Judas? 
Obviously, the yeah. greater Bioshock and stuff. I, I thought that was a pretty cool look at that game. Am I right in thinking that's like steampunk Bioshock? But I yeah, it was more less steampunk, more like space, some space stuff happening. It had a bit of all sorts, a bit of steampunk, like with you had like a clock thing in the hand that did fire out, shoot yeah, fire out of it, and then there was like, like robot dogs, and then there was a bit that's in space. So it's a bit of all sorts. It's got a bit of Bioshock and a bit of um, um, System Shock built into it by Clayland, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I keep thinking about the game more and more. I'm like, yeah, this could be this could be really, really good because, you know what I mean, Ken Levine's, you know what I mean, System Shock 2 was great. Bioshock yeah. 1 was great. He didn't have to do Bioshock 2. Bioshock Infinite was great, you know what I mean? So he's, he's got a really good track record, and it's been a while since he's released the game. Um, I just think mm. this is Bioshock, but not called Bioshock, which is fine, you know what I mean? Um, so. Oh, right. So, yeah, I've just looked back at Judas, and it does, yeah, yeah, it's. I know what you mean. Um, however, I'm getting confused with something else. I think I, I think there's another game which had. I just seem to remember like Mary Poppins, Umbrella, Floaty Down thing, events. Are you big, thinking of Atomic things. Heart? That's coming out in February. That's the Russian um, sort of one. No, I'm not. But no. yes, I know what Atomic Heart oh, is as well. Right, yeah. That also looks very good. Um, but yes, no, Judas did look pretty cool. I uh, I do I do remember now. Just look at look to some uh, just look at some screenshots now of what was released. Mm. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty nice to see. Um, pretty nice to see his uh, his latest work about. Am I right in thinking that this is his first game? What since like Infinite? Bioshock Infinite Bioshock was like game. talking the decade, pretty much give or take. Yeah, twenty thirteen yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Bioshock Infinite, but like February. Yeah, March, it was a long time ago. Yeah, over a decade. Yeah. I think he's been busy working on this and just knowing mean, he could have probably semi-retired at some point because he's, he's, I think he's at the point where he doesn't have to release another game. But yeah, um, anything else took your fans? I've got some smaller things to talk about unless you've got any more ones. I, I remember having some thoughts on some things. Yeah. For example, um, there's a prequel to Bayonetta, which yeah looked strange to me. Is, yeah. is it kind of what I looked at it? It's... I don't, how do you feel? So yeah, a big fan Bayonetta, finished Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3 yeah. has like a little mini story secret campaign that looks like this prequel game that you can play uh, for like 10 minutes. So I don't know if it was a little teaser for this game. And right, so, but yeah, it's, like, it's got a sort of picture book art style and it's a prequel narrative driven game, less mm. combat orientated. So it's Bayonetta in name, but not in like style and execution. So I don't know. I, as a fan of Bayonetta, I'll try check it out. You know, and I'm going to probably buy it and play it. But whether it's what, people want i don't know 100 um, percent yeah for yeah. sure so it's, it's quite it's quite a gamble on um on, on that on that side of things mm. um yeah um obviously a big crowd please was the fact hades 2 was announced yeah. um a lot of people loved uh, loved hades so they're very excited to see a follow-up to that um so that's that was pretty cool First um, ever sequel from Supermassive. They usually go on, on the sort of a different train and they'll try something new. But it's the mm. first time they've done a sequel in a similar genre as well. So mm. Mm. Um, be interested to see that. Probably because Hades took them a long time to make and they want to <laughs> reap a bit more uh, money out of that franchise. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about, um, obviously, um, Cyberpunk 2077's DLC? They showed off a, a brand new star in the in the, in the the game. Yes, they did. They showed off um, an actor. They showed off Idris Elba is going yeah. to be playing a, a key role in Phantom Liberty DLC uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, which will expand on the existing story that's already there in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I'm still somebody who hasn't yet gone back to 2077. I don't yeah. think I forgive the release of it. So, but yeah, it does. But yeah, so 
as someone who's not excited about 277, I couldn't really be excited for this one, but I know a lot of people like the look of it, thought mm. it was pretty cool. It's quite a nice surprise to have him show up and not add his charis- charismatic performances to the uh, to the game and to what the trailer kind of kind of the atmosphere is giving off. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Idris Elba as an actor and stuff, so mm, mm. Uh, really cool and interesting for sure. And then, yeah, we've got a few final things I'll just announce. So, obviously, we finished off with a Final Fantasy 16 release date for June. Um, Dead Cells crossed Castlevania, so um, Dead Cells is getting a Return to Castlevania DLC, which is mm. fabulous. I love myself some um, Castlevania. I've not played enough Dead Cells, though, so it's an excuse for me to go back to it. Um, we got to see Crash... Crash Team Rumble, a brand new Crash game with Crash Bandicoot coming live on stage, a guy in the costume, which was very bizarre. Oh, yeah. That was a weird um, moment, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Um, that's very much like the 90s sort of Crash Bandicoot adverts and stuff. But yeah, I think that was like <laughs> all the big announcements. Street Fighter 6 is coming out in June and a few little things here and there as well. So um, generally, really tons of tons that were announced. Um, probably because there wasn't an E3 this year. Was there? Oh, no, there wasn't an E3. Was there an E3? I can't remember. Probably a lot of stuff yeah. got pushed back into this year. But um it looks like twenty twenty three is gonna be an absolute patch year and when we get into the games coming out we'll definitely be talking about stuff in January. There's quite a few, usually there's not in January, but there's a few things in January. Um so, but should we move on to the sort of the regular news that happened over the month? Obviously not tons of stuff as it was December end of year. No point announcing lots of stuff because um people are busy buying and playing games. But anything mm-hmm. took your fancy from the past month that you've seen? Well, um it's sort it's sort of a it's sort of a game uh game related thing. Um it's a bit a big thing for me and my family and my my friends was that just it's all rippled through almost, but the news that the Pokemon anime series, oh, you know, right, yeah. Ash Ash has never been a Pokemon master. He's always been like a in my head a bumbling sort of uh, almost like a failure. It's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> he doesn't really do very well being a Pokemon trainer, but. Um, yeah, he's finally become a Pokemon master after 25 years of <laughs> uh, being in the, in the Pokemon anime, which was kind of cute for me and my um, friends and family to, to see. Obviously, this was a big part of my childhood watching the uh, Pokemon anime as kids, um, to, to actually see him become a Pokemon master now. And that sort of ending after 25 years, it's uh, it's just strange. And I thought it was funny just to, just to mention 100%. Yeah, no, that's... It's they're gonna move on to like some new characters or some I think they were saying in the show, so like that character's done with now after twenty five mm, years, mm, which it's mm. bizarre that, that show still exists, but again Pokemon's still massive. I I have friends who were opening packs of the cards the other day. I'm like, what really? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not a surprise at all. <laughs> but speaking of old stuff coming back um, and costing an arm and a leg, <laughs> the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters have finally got announced for the Switch and PS4, and well they've already come out on PC. But mm, they, mm. so they did this thing where they re- announced the release of the game at like three a.m. on like on a Friday morning, and right. by the time I woke up, it had already all sold out. So they announced a physical release, a limited physical release, and a limited collector's edition with physical release of yeah. the Final Fantasy one through six games, and they cost seventy five dollars for the standard edition. I mean, not your wow. standard sixty or seventy dollars, seventy five dollars for these old pixel games remastered. So, and then and then two hundred and sixty dollars to two hundred forty five pounds for the collector's edition that comes with like a vinyl soundtrack and an art book. Right. So what is a Pixel Remaster exactly? Is that is that essentially just 
um, just the games Fantasy upscaled? One, yeah, or? Final Fantasy 1 through 6 with like redrawn artwork. And like, oh, okay. I think Final Fantasy 6 like, has a bit of a 3D background bit on certain elements. And it's it's really not impressive. And people have been complaining, like, on the originally on the page, they showed off the um, text box and it had the really terrible, funky, clean text that people don't like rather than the sort of pixelated text. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And oh, then they yeah. removed all them screenshots. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> they'll get fixed. But mm. yeah, the biggest problem was, like, I wanted a physical copy of this, just the standard edition. It sold out, like, before I was even awake, it sold out, you know what I mean? Yeah, It yeah. just announced it, like, 3 a.m. on, a, like, a Friday morning. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? I didn't even have a chance to think about grabbing a copy to pre-order. So I was I was really annoyed with that. Um, it means I'm going to have to, like, if I really want it, hope to do a, a second sort of announcement for more copies, or they have to buy it off some scalper off eBay or something and <laughs> pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, just absolutely... <coughs> Absolutely bizarre and very frustrating as a Final Fantasy fan. <coughs> really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And especially with Square Enix's star being absolutely god-awful. So, not not impressed at all. And I hope all the scalpers... <laughs> I won't say what I'll say. <laughs> not a fan. Right, right, um, right. So, yeah, that was that was a really annoying piece of news that got me, uh, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah... That's, no, I can't do all about that for sure. <laughs> but what I can do is something about is get a PSVR two headset because um, Resident Evil Village is coming day day one launch with um, mm, mm. PSVR two support, and so is just announced this morning Gran Turismo seven. So two really big games I'm a fan wow. of. Wow, getting day one VR support. So that's me definitely getting a PSVR two on. Well, close to day one. You know what I mean, I might might have to pre order it, and it comes in a week or two time afterwards. But I am most definitely getting a PSVR 2 headset. <laughs> what are your feelings nice, nice. on the sort of VR stuff and especially PSVR 2? Um, okay, so Ignorant is following my thoughts on yeah. PSVR 2 uh, in the fact that I actually don't know the differences between PSVR 1 and PSVR 2 in terms of what they're hoping to achieve from the, the second mm. iteration of VR 2, how they improve me over the original version, for example, all, that, all those basic facts yeah. I have not got to hand. So... Uh, so I can't really say much about that. Um, you know, so so what what what's it for you as a as a you know, as oh, VS, yeah as VR yeah several things VR, VR. Mm-hmm. so obviously mm-hmm. it's it's running on more way more powerful hardware. Um, yep. so it'll be running cool. on the PS5. Um, yeah. The headset obviously the original PSVR one is a 1080p head um, display. This is okay. a full native 4K display OLED. Wow. So OLED, wow. I mean, you'll get the really deep blacks, especially if you want to play something like um, Resident Evil Village. That's going to look amazing as a horror thing. That should. Um, and then yeah. the tracking, yeah. do not use them silly little light sensors anymore. It's inside out tracking so proper up-to-date tracking and the controllers um, have analog sticks on them finally <laughs> and um, then they've got a haptic feedbacks in the headset and oh there's oh, one oh. thing you'll really like actually um, so you know the guys who did Until Dawn they did yes. a rail shooter for the PSVR 1 they're doing yeah. one for the PSVR 2 um, it's set in the Dark Pictures universe and because the PSVR 1 can do eye tracking every time you blink they're going to get monsters to move so they move closer <laughs> to you when you <laughs> blink and stuff. So I think that's going to be like a really... I think it's called like Dark Pictures something or other, that right. game. Um, right. So that's going to be cool. That's coming out on launch. So that's probably one of the games I will actually physically buy for the PSVR 2, I think, for right. sure. So yeah, that's they're, they're cool. also like all the things. It's The only problem with the, the PSVR 2 is 
for it's relatively expensive. It does have all the bells and whistles, like I can say, eye tracking, haptics, all that stuff. But like it is, I think UK it is three five hundred and thirty pounds, mm. which is a, a mm. lot of money. But um, hey, a lot of old games, like you know, what I mean, yeah, um, Resident Evil, um, Resident Evil Eight, um, Gran Turismo Seven, um, and what's that um, space game where it's a space generated universe? Um, um, do you mean? <sighs> I think. I, do you mean? Um, hang on. No Man's Sky. Yeah, they're yeah. all getting like day one PSVR two patches, so tons nice. of games are getting support for them, which is fabulous. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. And then hopefully Resident Evil Four remake is getting some good VR support. No announcements on that yet, on what it will have. And we're speaking of that actually, they've announced the island for um, for Resident Evil Four so remake, so that's going to be in it, the island now. So <laughs> just a little bit of information for you there, Michael, more than anyone else. Nice, nice, good, so, good, yeah. good, good. But yeah, that's um, that was a big thing that took me. I was like, oh, amazing. I love some good VR stuff. Any other big piece of news that took your interest then? Um, well, it's interesting to see... Um, it was interesting to see Xbox getting a little bit upset with PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in, you know... Um, claiming that they want to, they want play that Sony wants PlayStation. That so Xbox is claiming, so Phil Spencer is claiming that PlayStation wants to grow themselves, make Xbox smaller by mm. blocking um, Xbox's attempted buyout of Activision um, to basically obtain sort of like all the all the first party, all the like Call of Duties and and all the titles that come with Activision. Um, but it's very it's very interesting because it's what capitalism does or it's what corporations do so if the so PlayStation will be doing that exact same thing that Xbox is doing yeah. Xbox will rightly be trying to block that as well it's in it's, it's in their best interest as a company as a company to fight against that so it's, yeah. it's I found it's it a, a bit, weird a bit ironic because it's like yeah, yeah. you've just been buying up studios left right and centre Phil Spencer yeah. and so, you know what I mean mm. like you've you've made PlayStation smaller because you can't get Bethesda games on there anymore <laughs> so yeah it's it's very it's, you know, I, mean, the, I think both companies are talking out of both sides of their mouth aren't they really of course it's yeah. just yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely silly and I, 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 it'll be interesting to see where it goes legally and stuff and because I reckon oh, yeah. the legal sort of stuff will get all sorts of insider information that'll be really juicy and all that stuff. So <laughs> it'd be interesting to see where this goes. But yeah, that was one of the bigger things that's been happening. Yeah, and um, Microsoft said they're ready to go to court with the F- because the FTC is going to try and sue them and stuff as well. Federal Trade Commission in the US. So yeah, yeah it's it's, so, getting, it's getting all heated up. So 2023 it, it, might be the year we see this all come to a head. Um, it, and they yeah. really want to throw billions of dollars at Activision to to take um, mm. their, their games off their hands, their IPs off their hands. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that's that's that one. Um, you mentioned earlier mm. you you've done your PlayStation wrap up waves. Yeah, let's play talk game about in twenty twenty two. So I have uh, in a new tab. I've got mine ready to go i don't know if you remember yours off by heart oh, I, I think i've got a picture of it in all this the sort of the right the wider stuff wider stuff wider riser wider stuff <laughs> i couldn't say words then the wider stuff but yeah do you want to start off with yours and like what yours but then we'll, we'll do a little bit of like almost sort of top trump snap thing of like who's got the higher number and stuff like that um but yeah if you yeah. want to go my number well, was surprisingly low i was i was a little surprised but yeah if you want to um start, start yours first <laughs> I mean, my, my, mine's pretty low so let me just context first I, it, 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 this makes it very obvious that I play my Playstation usually with friends mm. it's very rarely that I play it to play new games you, you, or your sort to, of core thing is your PC isn't it so. the core thing is PC my, my Playstation is the the console where I play with friends or, or you know or socially 
it's not something that I've, I play. I like play single player games on my own. So I've played a whole eleven games <laughs> this in twenty twenty two, which sounds wrong because I guarantee you I've played way more on PC. Yeah. But um, apparently I've played eight more games from last year, which is uh, weird. So apparently well, last I've just year got PS five now, haven't you? So there's an excuse three? to play that device, yeah. isn't there? Guess how many games I played. Uh, I'm gonna guess forty five. Ninety four. <laughs> I reckon it's a lot of them are just me booting them up and just yeah, not doing not one but I played ninety four games. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah. That's absolutely mad. So I have um I have my top five games as well. Oh. Uh most played games of twenty twenty two. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Let's play yours. Okay. So with thirty three percent of my total annual playtime, I have God of War Ragnarok has just about come out on top. With 32 hours logged officially, ah. so that's interesting. The game I've been playing since it launched in what November has been has been the most Top played one, this yeah. year, and just behind that, I am so sorry. Just behind that, we have Fortnite <laughs> with 31 hours logged because you know um, I often play online with my mates, and Fortnite is one we just sort of dip into all the time just to yeah. do a couple, couple rounds so I think over the year that's that's built up to be the second most played game of the year um, and then in the last few places with very little of my playtime I have Until Dawn apparently even though I played nine hours over this last what last month or so so that's in there Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, eight hours logged, number number four spot. And then finally, Deep Rock Galactic is oh. only seven hours logged this year. That's strange. I wonder if it is literally just looking at my PS5 yeah. gameplay as opposed to my PlayStation gameplay because... Oh, maybe. Because, mm. yeah, it just seems not adding to like, them together, like, maybe, yeah. I wonder if that's the case because I'm looking at that going, surely not. Surely I've put in loads of time into Deep Rock Galactic, way more than seven hours. And likewise, yeah. I'm actually surprised by Fortnite's 31 hours. I thought, if anything, it probably amounts to something crazy like 100 hours or something yeah. like that, just because it is just one I dip into for a couple of hours every week well, or so. With mine's my more embarrassing, so don't worry. <laughs> cool, cool. Got you. So that's my rollout for this year, apparently. I think it's more I think it's more PlayStation 5. But, but, yeah. but you know... Um, that is my well like this year. I thought it'd be interesting to compare, and it's, <laughs> it certainly was. Yeah. So do you want to hear mine then? <laughs> yeah, go on. So sixty-seven hours, eleven percent total play time is Horizon Forbidden West. Wow, I expected to hear the sound of Elden Ring there with sixty-seven hours, but I've not really played it. I need to play it. It's. I was hoping mm. I've got this Christmas mm. break that I'd have played some Elden Ring. I just have not been in the mood for it. I need to be in the oh. mood. But I reckon if I'd have played it when it came out, it'd, yeah, it'd be number one easily. Mm. Um, then mm. number two is Tales of Arise with fifty-five hours logged. That's nine percent total play time. Huh. And then number three, the embarrassing one, is forty-nine hours logged of Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite embarrassing. Um, I do play it with friends. You know I mean, it's one of the only games I play with friends that on Overwatch. Um, yeah, then yeah. number four, forty-two hours logged. That's Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That's finishing the first two Mass Effects, platinum them. And yeah, then yeah. number five, Valkyrie Elysium with thirty-two hours logged. That's five percent total play time, and um, bringing my total play time overall to everything I played to is it as soon as it bloody loads. Come on, load on me. Um, come on, what are you doing? It is a total playtime of 607 hours last year, apparently. Yep, sounds about right. That's <laughs> that, that, that's kind of 
kind of what I expect. Yeah. Because um, so you play a lot of your PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. I also have you down as playing on your Switch. I also have you down as playing uh, a bit on your dare I say Xbox Series S this year yeah, as well. Yeah, a little bit on this year, mm. especially yeah. Mm. I dropped a bit of time over the last couple of weeks, definitely. So, yeah, it's, it's getting a bit more split. I've definitely put more in. I'm sure, like, last year it was probably, like, 900 hours and stuff. But I've also just been a very busy year, so <laughs> not as put too much in. How many trophies did you earn? Oh, um, I only earned... So I actually... I've, I've closed the tab. Uh, oh, no. I, th- I, th- I think it last time I remember it was somewhere around, like, the, the, the 10 to 20 region. I don't think it was that many. Yeah. I've 1053. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. My okay. Hunter, yeah. Right, so yeah, that's, bit, that's yeah, our PlayStation yeah. wrap-ups, but you can you can also check it out yourself <laughs> as well if you join. Just search PlayStation wrap-up, you can see all yeah. the um, games you've been playing of Spasmon. But I think that's it for the news, really. A few minor interesting things really happened. Yuji Naka got arrested again, so we'll find out more about that in coming months uh, for more insider wow. trading. Mm. Um, but mm. yeah, let's have a little bit more music. And then we'll be back with um, the games coming out in January. So I'm going to play a bit of music now from like one of my most favourite games of all time. That's also getting a re-release in January. So can you guess what it is? So check this out, obviously, if you listen to the radio show version. If not, um, we'll see you all in a bit um, if you listen to the podcast version. Like, we just disappear and back again. So enjoy. And welcome back. Um, so yeah, that was from the Persona 4 Golden soundtrack, Time to Make History, because that's... Um, one of the games that's getting re-released um, this month, which I'm very excited for. But should we talk about what games are coming out for the month of January, Michael? So you want to start us off? We certainly can. Um, so on the 11th of January, we have uh, a game called Children of Silent Town, which is coming to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. It is, weird enough, called a dark adventure game. Um, possibly because of the gothic art style and the way all the kids in this game have weird, just you, you know, a creepy eye thing where they're like, they literally just do a big white dot for their eyes. No, oh, right, just yeah. look, they just look dead. So they got it looks like a sort of, sort of a, uh, a kind of like a weird sort of top down uh, adventure game, but just with a bunch of kids disappearing and a deep forest inhabited by lots of gothic monsters. So looking kind of creepy there. Okay, a creepy adventure game there uh, on the 11th of January. Then on the 12th, we have a Draco Dragon Knocker, which is a game coming for PC and Nintendo Switch, um, which looks like a it looks like a, a game which is described as surface being overrun with giant with huge giants and dangerous pests, leaving uninhabitable world in their quakes in their quake. So you've got to sort of live on the backs of dragons and live developing a village gather materials, create new items. So I guess it's kind of like a survival game there uh, for Switch and uh, Nintendo and PC, sorry. And then same day on the 12th of January, we've got a game called Lone, Ru- Lone Ruin for, Nint- for the PC and Nintendo Switch, which is a roguelike, uh, a roguelike sort of top-down game almost. Um, then on the 13th, we have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I spelled it if I pronounce it right. That's correct. Which is yeah, yeah. An action RPG for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Um, we have One Piece Odyssey uh, coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X that same day. Um, we have a few more games as well. Both by Bandai Namco. I think the Dragon Ball game mm. is a re-release, and then I think the new piece game is um, a new one. Um, not a big fan. I used to like Dragon Ball as a kid. Not a big fan of One Piece either. So not my jam. But yeah, keep going, mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. No result. We have on the 18th uh, a game called 
Gray's Counter GM, which is for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, a shoot 'em up, um, released by, I guess, um, Bikui Software. Um, on the 19th, we have A Space for the Unbound, an adventure game coming to the PCs, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. That same day, however, we have Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden coming out. Ooh, baby! Um, Persona 3 Portable coming out for the PC, Switch, PS4, PS5. No, it doesn't. Nintendo Switch, PS4, Windows, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. And for Persona 4, we have Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox Series 1, and Xbox Series X, which come out by day. And I heard a nice little cheer from Elliot, so yes. uh, I imagine you're quite happy to see these turn up. Is this like a... Um, is it a... I'm right in thinking, is this, this a kind of like a, a port almost of the PSP games, but it's made PSP like available? PSP games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've made so, it. very simple mm. port, and I think they're like 15, 20 quid a pop, you know what I mean? So relatively mm. really cheap. And mm. um, Persona 4 Golden is probably one of my most favourite games of all time. And the Xbox versions are also on Game Pass as well, so if you have Game Pass, you'll get a free mm. copy as part of Game Pass with them. So very much looking forward to replaying these games for sure. And seeing how they run on certain devices, like I wonder how um, Persona 4 runs on um, Switch. I hope it runs well. Um, but yeah, very excited for that, um, especially mm. in a month mm. very slow like January. It's a good game to get his teeth stuck into like a 60-plus hour RPG. Mm. Cool. So the next day, 20th of January, my birthday. Um, we have <laughs> we have Fire Emblem Engage for Nintendo Switch, a tactical RPG um, that day, and we also have Monster Hunter Rise for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X that day. Yeah. So Monster Hunter Rise, obviously, originally is uh, Windows and. Nintendo Switch exclusive, um, very interesting system to put on, um, but it's finally getting a port to, this is unfortunately only the core game, this is not the game with the expansion, um, so I probably won't pick this version up, I'll wait and then I'll get the re-release um, for the PS5 when that comes out with the expansion, hopefully a physical release because for some reason this is not getting a physical release, but it is going to be on Game Pass though for the Xbox people, so again another massive game, it's like 300 hours um, coming mm. for the Switch, uh, for, for, for the Xbox. Yeah, huge game that one, huge game. And uh, four days later, we have Forspoken, um, the new Square Enix IP, coming to the Windows PC and the PlayStation 5, an action RPG game, mm. which in my view is third-person sort of action adventure with a lot of um, particle effects yeah. in there. So much particle effects, I don't know what's going on, but lots of magic and magic-wielding stuff there. You played the demo yet? Because I've not, but I've heard bad I things about the demo, unfortunately. <laughs> I've not played the demo, and I've not even seen the um, coverage of that, actually. So that's interesting. I might check that out after we've wrapped up for today. But uh, yes, on that exact same day, we have okay, we have Hybrid Dimension Neptuna, Sisters vs. Sisters. Um, a game coming out, I believe, just for the East, if I'm correct, or like a yeah, like that, just in Japan for now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming to the PC, PS4, and PS5, uh, and then we also have a game called Risen for uh, Switch, PS4, and Xbox Series, Xbox One. Sorry, I want to say Series. Uh, action RPG there from THQ Nordic. <coughs> and then on the 26th, a couple of days later, we have this this guy seven. Uh, coming for PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch, a tactical RPG, which is now coming to the West for the first time. We also have that same day, uh, Pizza Tower, um, just for Windows PC, which is an action platformer. 
uh, and then Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, uh, a for put a switch, uh, which is a uh, which is a role playing simulation game apparently, which is interesting. And then we also have Summertime, Rendering, uh, Another Horizon, a visual novel for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. And then the Wonder Boy Anniversary Collection for the Switch, PS4 and PS5 that day. Um, we've got a few more titles left as well. So on the 27th, we have Alice Escaped for Nintendo and uh, hang on, Nintendo Switch and PC, as well as Atone Heart of the Elder Tree for uh, PC, Nintendo Switch and PS4. Action puzzle rhythm game. Interesting, intriguing, intriguing. But not as intriguing as EA's attempts to revitalize one of their biggest um, horror games that they've uh, had, a, had a hand in. Uh, which is Dead Space, a, re, a remaster um, from the ground up of the twin. No, hang on, when was it? Two thousand and I want to say two thousand and ten original, but I might be wrong with that date. But hi oh boy, Dead Space is getting a getting a redo, and it's coming for the PC, PS Five, and Xbox Series X. Classic survival horror. Um, quite curious to see how that releases. See if they if they if they if they do a good job at remastering that uh that horror classic, um right there. Yeah, and no, then, Dead Space is, mm. is um I'm really looking forward to it. I've already ordered my copy of it for sure. Have you really? Have you pre ordered yeah. it? Well, pre purchased okay. it, you know. I mean? <laughs> I'm oh, a massive okay. massive Dead Space fan, you know. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I imagine that's yeah, gonna, that's gonna be pretty it, cool. It it is one of my favourite horror games. Um, without without a doubt, it's def- definitely very it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that one uh, pull, pulls off. And I always have, if it does end up sucking, I do always have Dead Space and Dead Space Two on my PC, and they'll live for eternity on my various hard drives throughout the years. So I am all right with that. Um, anyway, on the thirty first, we have Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition coming through Xbox. One Xbox Series X, as well as Square. It's got there. God dang. <laughs> as well as SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox Series. What? So it's damn it. Xbox One. I can't speak today. And uh, the last game of January we have, we have is called We Were Here Forever for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, a puzzle adventure game by Total Mayhem Games. And then I've noticed there are two games here. Yeah, or, not announced uh, for. Yeah, not, not, not announced. At some yeah. point in January, they've said, yeah. Mm, mm. So, some point in January, at some point in time, hopefully, close to time, we'll find out. We have Valiant, Valiant Hearts coming home for the iOS and Android puzzle adventure game by Ubisoft and Old School Games. And we also have Super Bunk. Um, Super Bunk is that Super Bunk O Fire Plus? Quest Plus 3 and 4 for the iOS and Android systems. Sorry, I can't stop laughing because that's the game I added. That's the fake one that I talked about last month. That's in a bloody... That's fake. And you just... You said it legitimately. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Got you. Congratulations. I, I almost want to... Hang on, just, just do... Uh... I said I'd do it and I didn't do it. So that's the, sorry. Um, for people who listened to the show last month, I said to Michael I would put in, because Bravo. he was reading a lot of ridiculous Japanese title games, and I said I, <laughs> I said I would put in a fake game for him. To be fair, and that's very, that is very con- that's very convincing. Very so convincing. I put in a fake game called Super Bunker Fighter Plus Quest 
plus three and it four. May, it, it may as well be, you know, it may as well be... <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. I am so well, sorry for that, people at home. That, but... that, that's it. No, it, it, it's done. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> Wrap it up. We're done. Yeah. Good, good, yeah, good that, night. Yep. So that's all the games that came out in January. Um, I imagine the one you're most looking forward to is Dead Space, Michael. No, it's Super Bunko. It's not. It's, just forget it. I, I think it's, 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 it it sounds great. It sounds like a it sounds like a fighting classic. Oh man, <laughs> I got you. Um, but yeah, you yeah got that's, me good. that's all the games we've been playing. Uh, the games coming out this month. Um, again, looking forward to Persona Four massively. And um, do check out. Especially got Game Pass. You've got some big stuff on Game Pass. Persona Three mm. and Four, and yeah. uh, Monster Hunter Rise. But that's it from us. And we'll catch you in February. Well, we're doing our Game of the Year discussion. Mm. As we usually do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, I need to play a few more games that came out over the past so 12 months. <laughs> and I'll be talking about them games. But um, that's bye from now. And bye from Michael, I presume. Unless you've got bye any bye. final words to say. Um, no, now I'm no. done. Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>